Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey and Darren Peter. folks, welcome to Profiles and Eccentricity. My name is John Fahey. We are a show about weirdos. I am joined by the most beautiful co-host in the world, Mr. Hey, Aaron Pita. Hey, Aaron. John, you always compliment Talk. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I want you to know that don't you should not stop. I'm not going to stop. I need Early this. on when I started to stand up, I went uh, out to Ventura with Aaron. Didn't get to see him enough, listeners. And uh, he was away busying himself. He was working on uh, an app and all different kinds of things. Um, we could do a profile on him if he had more of a personality. But <laughs> but, but and later on, I saw Aaron, and I went up to him, and knowing he was an egomaniac, Matt. Currently am still an egomaniac. Yeah. I went up to Aaron at the Hollywood Hotel, and I said to him, are you for real with this body right now? <laughs> and he was like, Yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, somebody noticed all the hard work I put in. And now I demand it. Aaron, how are you? John, I'm great. How was uh, your night last night? Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit tired because of you and I. What did we do? Well, we did a little stand-ups. We sure did. Uh, you were great. Thank you. And after that, we decided to follow up on one of our previous... We uh, promised the listeners we'd go. And we, we promised. And it, these little freaks went to the teak. Yeah, and boy, did I not want to go. I sure didn't want to go. Our uh, fucking third co-host, oh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Matt Rousseau, yeah. said he was going to go. Oh, he was all about it for a hot minute. Uh-huh. And Radiston Zahariev. And Quincy Johnson II. Was Quincy going to go? Oh, yeah. Jesus, man, we could have mobbed that place. Oh, uh, we would have filled it. We would have packed it out. So we went to the Teak, everybody. We went to the Tiki went, Theater. If they, Tiki if Adult not. Theater. We were, I, I, we were very scared. We did a little Instagram video before we went in there. We go in, Matt, and we, I just, yeah, just get my money out, and the guys are like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "Come <laughs> to what, go inside." What do, you, what do you think? It's the fourteen dollars for four hours. We all know the deal here. We've all read the Yelp reviews, right? But what we didn't know is that there is an extra deal, eight. Hours, Ooh, eight 20, hours, 20, Matt. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. As a day's work, and you can come and go as you please. Which tells me the idea is either for the homeless or drug dealers. Mm-hmm. The come and go is for drug dealers. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, or drug users, coppers. Right, exactly. Cop, yeah. uh, some kind of drug drug activity. Yeah, or just a good night's sleep. Which, which, how good? How good is it going to be? Well, that guy, that guy next to us didn't wake up. Yeah, he sure didn't. We lasted thirty-five minutes, folks. How do we know? There's a digital clock up in the top <laughs> corner of. The- daring you, daring you to stay longer. Oh, there's a digital clock in between the corner TV showing another porn. And the big screen, and there is a stage because they did they we yeah. did fuck this up in the original podcast, but they did used to have live sex yeah. shows there. Yeah, and the review you were reading was of the live sex yeah, show. Yeah, about the the shovel faced yeah, woman, right. whatever. And honestly, while I'm in there, I'm of course thinking Man, we, could, we, do a we, show. Could, we could do a mic here. <laughs> 
the whole time. I'm thinking yeah, like same here, man. I, or I mean, it's a real. I, I, that is more of a stage than we were on last night. And plus, it's also a very uh, a very LA centric uh, room, which is just a black painted box with a high stage. Mm-hmm. So the whole time I'm sitting there thinking about stand up yeah. <laughs> and. And uh, there's this, um, there's this uh, big screen uh, porn well, movie going on. Well, but before let's 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 go through the process of entry. Sure, absolutely. So we pull up, and there's the you know bulletproof glass that's marred. A couple of guys hanging out front. A like couple of guys, three dudes. Yeah, talking like they know each other. You know, regular. Yeah, like it is a hang. Yeah, it's definitely a hang. Uh, they were coming and going as they saw fit. So maybe they probably paid that eight eight yeah. bucks or whatever, the twenty bucks. Yeah, and. Uh, so the guy's taking like meticulous notes as we buy our admission, mm-hmm. you know, tallying the time of entry. He's swiping cards. He's giving out little admit one tickets, and also on that glass on the is like plastered on it poppers for sale. Yeah, fifteen bucks for some rush. Yeah, just right there, right there. Because you know, taped that, to the bulletproof glass window on the inside, tempting you. Yeah. Here's some poppers. Yeah, because if you want to clean a VCR, is what yeah, this is for. the time to do it. Yeah, and they did need to clean the VCR because <laughs> the fucking the movie was skipping. Yeah, and the audio was out, and it was just like, I mean, we are one of I would say twelve men in the theater, uh, two of twelve men mm-hmm. in the theater probably. Oh, and they thought and, we were narcs. And this is according to the Google reviews, busy time for the teak. This is peak teak. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is one a.m., which on Friday night is. The busiest time, which is the time I wanted to go. And, and it just so happened to, that's when we got there. And yeah. I fell into the thing of following all of the Yelp reviewers' advice. I go to the front mm-hmm. instead of the back mm-hmm. so I won't get hit on. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a homeless guy in the front row alongside us. Napping. Napping. Out. Out. Seats, the seats were free of nut loads, I will say that. And the guy checking us in did take note of what time we went in. So there is obviously a thing of, I guess they do come get you when your four hours are up. Yeah, it's a business. Yeah. Um, it smelled like fabuloso and fluids. It did smell clean-ish. Uh, yeah. Um, but I also started following the advice of let your, the quote, let your ears <laughs> be your eyes in this place. So me and Aaron are looking dead ahead at the porn. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Lauren... <laughs> Brenner was like, Aaron is definitely gonna jerk off. <laughs> yeah, she said she, she said she meant it as a compliment. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm rough around I the edges. Like, I was like, no, reckless. he's not gonna jerk off. Um, I did not. But uh, it was not erotic. It, it sure wasn't, man. It was not erotic. Holy at all. lord, it was not erotic. There was that guy. Who was oh, just like yeah. standing at the at the side this, wall? He was like, "This guy came yeah. in pretty close behind us." I'm and high. Oh, I thought I'd get some more privacy. Yeah, he said, "I am high. I thought I'd get some more privacy." We're like at the public adult theater. Yeah, I think he just. Where did you think privacy was coming from? And he was lingering behind us for a while, fiddling with like plastic bags and, and shit. Uh, and he was just going, "Nice oh, fuck." And then the DVD starts fucking up because it is like a, a the most busted projector in the world with like a fucking hundred dollar Walmart DVD player. Yeah, crooked. It's yeah. not even like a. Like, it's all fucked up, and it starts skipping, and then they're changing it, and then other dudes are piping up. The sound. We've, we've seen this one before because they've been there for hours. Yeah. They they only it's like you know the deal, man. There's only a rotation of three at any given time. 
Oh my god, dude. Like, what? How long have you been there, man? It it's was, a scene. It was uncomfortable. It was not scary. And of course, but it had- was you know like that scene in Mulholland Drive mm-hmm. where like the lady is singing but she's lip syncing. Yeah. It, it's not scary, but it is off putting. Yeah, it's unnerving. Yeah. It was like that. You're just everyone's just, you're just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. The tension yeah. was thick. It was pretty thick. Um, I don't know how the tension would be alleviated by me dropping my trousers. Uh, I bet it wouldn't. I I'd try it out. Maybe it would. Maybe, maybe next time, try. Maybe it out. that's the mistake we get made. Get this party started. Yeah. I mean, also me and Aaron go in there, and I'm sure everybody thought we were narcs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If if we went with Red, <laughs> and he has he has his new mustache. Oh yeah. We might have been okay. <laughs> We might have been, but you and I, freshly showered, haircuts. We have we have haircuts, and uh, we sat right next to each other. In the we, sat, we sure did, just snarkily. And so it's faces. me and Aaron sitting cross-legged with like our hands on our chin, looking at this porn, like gripping our admission tickets. Like it's the most fascinating thing we've ever seen in our lives. And these, I mean, pure DVDs are starting. With, uh, you know, like, uh, copyright warnings about Interpol. how- Interpol. Interpol is coming. Did you notice that, I noticed too? Interpol. Interpol. Like, the international police yeah. are coming about anal wife swapping. <laughs> it was anal wife swap. It was, yeah. Anal wife swap. Like, Interpol. That's case number one for Interpol. Yeah. We got, we, we've been staking out the teak for years. <laughs> yeah. Finally. <laughs> Interpol raids the teeth. Interpol, also a porn title? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we made it 35 minutes. I just demanded that we last longer than the Vice reporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> and and there's a different scene happening. Because the whole main screen is fucking up. They're fucking yeah. that up bad. And there's like dialogue going on with the guy that's trying to fix the DVD player. So you're like, I don't know how any of you... Any of you guys are jerking off. Before that, before there was problems, when I was letting my ears be my eyes, I did hear some slurps. Yeah. And that, was, I, mean, that's, uh, I think that's part of the reason we are supposed to sit in front. Yeah. Is so that we don't see that. Right. Well, yeah. But Privacy. The guy hey, that's high. Hey, you want privacy? Sit in the back, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, So I heard some slurping for a while, and I was like, hey. I mean, that could have been just some dude with lube. I don't know. Yeah, but there were weird... wet sounds. Yeah, there were some sounds, down. and when we got up to turn around, like all eyes were on us. Everybody was looking at us. Yeah, I th- this is, and a- I was trying to look at them in the interest of journalism, of course, strictly <laughs> academic, and uh, and uh, it was just like uh, I don't know. I just I fucking am sprayed, dude. Yeah. I got it the fuck out of there. Yeah, I, uh... we walked out of there. Mate, you want to ride home? You're like, fuck yeah, I want to ride home. <laughs> Because I, I do live a short walk from there, as I said in the podcast before, but I, I still wanted to ride home big time. Yeah, it was, it, I think this, I don't think we got, although we arrived at Peak Teak, I don't think we got the authentic Teak experience because of our appearance and demeanor. I think our, we would have to go uh, in yeah. disguise next time because this is this is an example of the observer effect. Of it ju- is. Just by the fact of us observing the Teak, we changed the whole dynamic and we're not really observing what one would call the teak. Yeah. We're observing the teak responding to our presence. Right. So maybe perhaps a disguise next time. Yeah, we probably should go in separate. Yeah. Uh, and 
yeah, maybe not sit together, but who boy. God, we... I don't know if I want to be alone there. Yeah, man. I don't want to be alone either. Um, it really would have been a scene if we came with the crew of five we were planning oh, to. hell yeah. That would have been very extra. Take off your clothes, we're going to have a fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think if you if you start masturbating, then they're like, all right, he's Then they're like, these us. guys get it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. No, he's no L.E. Yeah. yeah. Proof's in the pudding. This guy's jerking. He's, he's yeah, like, and I stayed by the aisle and shit. You know, like I was just like. What, was... Ladders everywhere? There was yeah, like four was ladders? Se- several ladders for some reason. And people are just like getting up and going to the bathroom in a very business-like fashion. Yeah. Seemingly not masturbating length. No, no. I didn't, uh, I didn't get that vibe at all. I didn't either. And it was just kind of, it just seemed like people tending to this weird thing that they could have at home. I really don't understand it. It's it, it is a peculiarity. It is truly eccentric. Yes. Is it just a place to go do crack? I don't know. Oh, man, I, I I didn't hear anybody spark up, and I didn't smell any. I heard burning I heard plastic. some I heard some lighter action. Oh really? Yeah. Oh well, then there you go. Yeah. I mean, definitely. But boy, did I just want to turn around the whole time and just look I at just every to... face and just be like, who are you? I just who are to you? Look, but that was that was our. You're a profile. You're a profile. Yeah. Look at you over Ooh. there, a profile. Tell me your story. Yeah, it was. It was a shame that we followed the rules and sat in the front because we really all we could do was just watch porn and. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even into porn, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I did. Uh, I told uh, a mutual friend of ours. Uh, I told uh, Katie, mm-hmm. and she goes, "Wait, did you go to the porn place?" And I said, "Yep, 35 minutes." <laughs> and she goes, "And?" And I said, "Aaron took forever to come." <laughs> and she said, "Shut up, haha." And I was like, "Bro, chop chop." Nice. And then she goes, "Coke dick is tough, ha." Huh? And I said, "He did no drugs." And she said, I know, kidding. I don't even think he does that. You didn't really jack off, did you? And I said, both of us did. I was way faster because I'm a sprinter. You feel me? (laughs) And she goes, no, you didn't, circle jerk. And I was like, yeah, duh, it's a porn theater. Hello, team sport. And she goes, I can't tell if you're kidding or actually pulled a Pee Wee Herman. And I said, we both did. It was very lit. Oh, hell yeah. Look at the teak. And I said, and Aaron took a while, maybe because I finished first. Yeah, it kind of threw me for a loop watching And then it. she goes, stop it, really? And I said, yeah, is that bad? <laughs> She's like, it's not bad. I just didn't know how close you were. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, seriously? I mean, I'm not judging. And I was like, is that cool? <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's cool. Hell yeah. It's good to know Katie's so progressive. <laughs> anyway, I told her we didn't jerk off. I mean, you couldn't. You just couldn't. No. I don't know how anybody's doing it, man. You know? And also, I was thinking about, for the hookup factor, all of these seats have, like, those metal armrests. So, like, there's no leaning over to to blow my friend, Aaron. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You can't do that. Yeah, that was a limiting factor. Yeah. I don't know how anybody's... How are you going to sleep? That guy was splayed out against a couple of seats. So. Oh, he was taken up. I mean, he was, find, he was finding a new way. Oh yeah, he made a new way to know. Yeah, he mm-hmm. d- he sure did. God bless him. Yeah, didn't not even like a peep from him. Not a peep. And I I do think I mean as as funny as the teak is, it is kind of sad. sad. It is kind yeah, sad. it is. That one dude that was standing out front with his buddy was like, "Hey man, can you can you open that door right there?" I'm like, "The emergency exit." <laughs> I just walked through a fucking airport screening booth to get in here. I have a turnstile, a bulletproof yeah, glass. Yeah, you, you want me to just you let just, you in? Yeah, yeah, cool. Ask him. 
Also, what did you do to get thrown out of the teak that you want me to let you in? <sighs> like, God only knows. Dude, what could you do to get thrown out? <sighs> I think we should try it out. We probably should try it out. They thought we were cops, dude. They thought we were cops so hard. Yeah. And then I, I bought my ticket, and the guy was like, do you want anything? And I was like, what, what? And I, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a movie theater. Maybe that was the slurping. Yeah. It was just a big soda. Somebody was and just I, slur- So I got a bottle of water. So I got mints. 15 bucks. I got a bottle of water and 35 minutes of the teak. Hey, man, dollar bottle of water? Better yeah. than the Arclight. Yeah, it is. It is. And you can jerk off. <laughs> I wonder what other concessions they have. Poppers. Poppers? They water? Have- <laughs> and, mm, like some uh, junior men, uh, a couple slurpee, of sodas, probably <laughs> like a couple of poppers. Uh, I mean, if you're spending fucking eight hours in there, sell some fucking Cheetos or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Hell yeah, Jesus. That was I. I think I had a nightmare about it. <laughs> like I was trapped in there. I did feel like when we were there, like man, this is a version of hell. Yeah. Like what's it's like the fucking it's definitely purgatory. Yeah, yeah, you're between something if you're in there. Yeah, especially because the porn isn't even like playing correctly. Oh god, I mean, it was skipping and jumping, and then like it wouldn't work at all. Oh, that's a mystery you found out by the way. The the corner TV is not mic'd. The big screen is mic'd. Right, right. So the TV is silent in the corner, which was a bummer because that was probably the better content. <laughs> it was. If I had to pick. Right. That was that was really the Just t- by virtue of the fact that it played the taster's choice. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> the decaffeinated coffee crystals. Yes, it was. <laughs> so I'm glad we did that, John. I think I think it was good for us to as test friends. our metal. Yeah, and I, you know, we did a live Instagram just as kind of our last goodbyes. Yeah, maybe world. we get stabbed here cuz man if they were going to stab anybody, it was going to be us. Yeah, there was no pat down. Yeah. They really probably thought we were cops the whole time. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It was. It was. Said we did it. Now um, we can... I know we got to do it again. Every every night. Every single night for the rest of our lives. Yep. Yep. It just one taste, and once you pop, you can't stop. John. Tell me. What do you got? You got I, something? I want to- I can I, feel it. You remember last week- I remember last- I told you about Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cocaine bear. I have another one for you this week. Just really, just another brief little animal eccentricity. I like that this is becoming your little corner. I don't know. It's just so interesting. (laughs) These are funny animals. Aaron's animal corner. (laughs) Are you familiar with the concept of a human Z? I sure ain't. Matt? Oh, certainly. Some people call it a chewman. Oh! <laughs> a chewman? Wow! A chewman. Very, wow, very a, interesting. A human. A chewman bean. Yeah, it is a, it's a hypothesized human-chimpanzee hybrid. Hypothesized? Yes. So it, it's, it's never not... been really confirmed. Right. Um, there was, uh, actually, Stalin had a guy on the case back in the day, oh, for God's trying to do sake. that kind of shit, um, and that's a whole other whole other profile. But I want to talk to you just really quickly about Oliver the Human Z. You ever heard about this guy? No. Uh, so this uh, Oliver. <laughs> oh, Matt's Matt super psyched. Matt's all about it. I guess he knows what. There's a picture of Oliver. We'll put him up on the internet. Okay, it's a fucking ape. Yeah, it's an ape. But uh, with, like, a distinct morphology that's different than a chimpanzee. He's got, like, facial feet. He's got he's bald. He's hairless on the face. He walked upright all the time. 
Okay. All the time. Uh, there we go. He's got a picture up on the... He, he smokes... He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, but look at his face. It's not a chimpanzee. What are you telling me? He smokes now? Oh, he smokes cigarettes. Yeah, like packs all the time. <laughs> Loved him. Uh, and he had different facial features, like I said. Uh, walked up right. He was ostracized by all the other chimps. Uh, so he was picked up by this zoologist, uh, you know, uh, animal peddler guy, Frank Berger, in the in uh, Central Africa, mm. like in the 70s, and brought him back to the States. And, you know, he was really, really smart. He was, he couldn't, like, hang with other chimps. They were just, like, something about his smell or his look or whatever. It's nice to know that we're not the only uh, <laughs> species that demonizes the other. Right. And so he, he actually preferred to be around people. And he liked to do human ass shit like chores. Like you could get him to do chores and stuff. Like without any like coercion of treats or right, he just wash the dishes. Oh, they were like, Yeah, take that hay in the barrel and take it over there and he'd wheelbarrow some hay around. I love it. Well the other fucking apes are racist against him, so oh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, he's a he's a chewman. <laughs> yeah. Damn dirty chewman. <laughs> and so Frank Frank's got his wife, uh, Janet. Janet, I think, yeah, and um and so they they have they have Oliver around for like a number of years, part of the family type of thing. And he's a little bit of a curiosity and oddity. I think he gets shown around at exhibits and stuff like that. So it's kind of fucked up. But he was part of the family. But I guess Frank died, and so it's, now it's just like Janet and Oliver. And you know, Oliver he turns sixteen, and all of a sudden he's getting real touchy feely with Janet. Ooh. He, he, oh, look at John's face right now. He's so into this. <laughs> I know. No, I'm, I'm horrified. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, so he's like, you know, smooching on her and grabbing her and stuff. And like chimpanzees are like superhuman strength. You know, there's not much you can do. Sure. And so she's a little bit worried about it. So she contacts like a family friend who's like a, a pianist or something. And uh, <laughs> oh, she gets in touch with the pianist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? He's a weirdo. He's like this rich dude. Why are you getting in touch with him over the chimp? Because she wants to get rid of the chimp. And, like, he's a male figure. So you contact a pianist? Yeah. Because she wants to offload Oliver, and he's got some money, and he's eccentric in his own right. And he, he even mentions, like, well, I saw him one time, you know, grab her by the hair and bend her over and mount her. Jesus. And what are you gonna do? I've seen Planet of the Apes. They rip car doors off fucking Jeep Wranglers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just going to take it. If if, if a humanzee wants it, humanzee's getting it. (laughs) So this guy buys Oliver from her, and I think he, you know, uh, shows him around. Wait, the penis buys? Yeah. Okay. Out of safety and probably maybe, also maybe he's into that. Curiosity. Yeah, he was. Try it out. I I watched a video of him. He seemed like a weird kind of (laughs) guy. It's like, oh man, Janet, it's a it's a shame your human Z is bending you over and mounting you. Can yeah. I pay you for him? Yeah. It was weird. He's trying to have sex with you, huh? Yeah, I'll buy him. I'll take it off your hand. I'll buy him. What do I care? Um I you know, people money. he was he was he was kind of paraded around as maybe a missing link or an uh, you know, maybe an unholy uh product of an unholy union and sure, between, cigarettes. Between, <laughs> between human and chimpanzee. But then we thought I thought about it like, okay, let's just say it was possible. For a chimp and a human to produce an offspring. Right. Well, you think it's guy, chimp, female, human, or female, chimp, male, human? Wait, what? If I'm asking you, just your opinion. Okay, break it down for me again. If, let's say, it was possible for Oliver to have been the product of interspecies sure. erotica. Oh, who did it? Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. 
It's definitely a dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude eight. It made me also kind of go down a little bit of a, a rabbit hole. Uh, I mean, they do, there is precedent for this, like in Borneo and fucking Thailand and shit. This, it's so fucked. This is just another example of how fucked up we are as people. Orangutan prostitutes, like they'll shave them up and stuff. And, Shut up. And they pimp them out. No, it's they true. Don't. Look it up, folks. This, j- John. Well, tell me. They do that. They pimp out orangutans. Yeah. Where? Uh, Asia. <laughs> Mostly Asia. Really? Yeah. Well, also, Asia is like two-thirds. People of... are having sex with orangutans in Asia. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. And, they're, it, and guess what? It's men having sex with orangutans. Well, you I, think? Believe, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. It's so gross. Anyways, um, that was just a little thought experiment I was having with myself. But anyways, so... Um, <laughs> So yeah, they get him to do chores and stuff, and he gets sold again to a lab because his living conditions aren't great. But they're they're not great there anyway. This is like a fucked up Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Yeah, um, because he's really smart and he prefers people, and you know he can communicate and stuff, not verbally, but um, otherwise. And he's kept like in a cage that's not big enough for him, so his like muscles start to atrophy, and he's yeah. losing his hair even more and his muscles are shaking and stuff. And so then another, you know, benefactor type of, um, uh, group comes in and they, they take him out and they kind of retire him to this group of animals, like a conservation type of thing. Right. And they still not accept him. So I think by the end, what happens is they introduce him to some other fucked up chimpanzee (laughs) named Raisin. (laughs) Okay. And I think it's, I think Raisin's a female chimpanzee and they kind of bond later in their old age. I mean, he, he was born in 1958 and died in 2012 or something. So, I mean, they have really long lifespans. Jesus Christ. That's forever. Yeah. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, he would, they let him do cool shit like watermelon smashing parties and stuff. Very Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very Gallagher. (laughs) And so he he basically uh, he died of old age in his sleep peacefully, and he was uh, I think he was buried next to Raisin. So Raisin died first. Yeah. So he loved Janet. You never got a chance to consummate it, really? unfortunately. Poor guy. But, I know. I mean, when you look at pictures of the thing, and there's video too. I mean, it's uncanny it, how different he is from a normal chimpanzee. They did. Finally, do testing on his like DNA, his genome and stuff, and it showed that he was just 100% chimpanzee from that area of of Central Africa, like the Congo or something. Really? Yeah. He just, so there was no human. There was no human in him, but he had human, you know, l- features and, sure. and behavior. And they theorized that it maybe because you know he lived in such proximity to people in his early years that he could have adopted behaviors, right. or he may have been also like scarred by them physically. Yeah, well, I mean, there is also this interesting thing to me that I've heard about, and I might have talked to you about before. Cats are the only animal that domesticated themselves to humans. Yes, yes, they did. That's crazy, right? Yeah, and so everything else was like subdued by humans, right? But there's certainly no reason why other animals wouldn't. At some point, be like, hey. "Hey, hey! It looks like these guys are running shit. Maybe we should right try try to cooperate." Yeah, I mean, they've got guns. Yeah, I also find it interesting. There, you know, there are um, like uh, tribes of baboons that will they domesticate wild dogs. They'll kidnap puppies, like dingo puppies or like wild really? dog puppies, and they'll just snatch them. There's video of it. They just run up, they snatch a puppy and run back, and they raise it as their own. And the little dog grows up to be a protective little, you know, uh, baboon 
protect pup. the puppy. Yeah, it's really, really cool to see. Um, Jesus. It's It makes me feel like we're not that special, but it also is, it's also really cute and heartwarming. So, you know, this conversation has gone from animal-human relations sexually to animal-human relations emotionally. Yeah. And you know what? Can't no. shake a stick at that. That's true. That is true. But yeah, you got to, there's video of this fucking animal just smoking cigarettes, walking around, like doing when, chores. When, what time frame would a lot of these videos be from? Uh, Probably the 80s and 90s. Jesus. Yeah, because I think he was picked up in the 70s or the 60s. Yeah. Uh, brought back and bounced around a bunch of places. And I mean, he really is a fright to look at. It's not pretty, but it is also, they thought he might have been like a Bigfoot kid, you know, like an offspring of Bigfoot too, but. Yeah. He's just a regular old chimpanzee. A Bigfoot kid. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's my DJ name, Kid Bigfoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is pretty great stuff. Yeah, it's pretty weird, right? Yeah. I mean, just the, I think people want to believe, right? They want that salacious idea of, ooh, look at this thing. This thing is maybe the result of a human and a chimp getting it on. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was just a chimp. It just looked weird. Did weird stuff. Yeah. Mind goes but to- But also the chip wants to believe too. He wanted to be one. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's, being a person is dope. Yeah. Let's do it. You can go to the teak. You can go to the teak. You can be You can be a weirdo. You can have a profile in eccentricity even as a chimp. A chuman. A chuman. Yes. A human Z. I love that. Anyways, I wanted to share that with you just to keep the uh, animal eccentricity going. I do love that. I don't. As far as I know, he did not do any cocaine. Right. But hey. Right. Well, what's to stop him? I mean, if he's cheap in cigarettes, let's not get him started I, I, on coke. I wonder why he was smoking so many cigarettes. Probably because he was so fucking chopped up. <laughs> he's trying to bang his owner. I got to tell you about something, Aaron. <gasps> this is, um, if you know me personally, I do. Uh, <laughs> if you know me personally, uh, you'll know that. One of my favorite things that I love to talk about all the time is, um, it's just something that captured my imagination. It's a very famous armored car robbery. Hell yeah. Right at the bottom of the 08 recession. Okay. Bush is going out. Obama's coming in. Banks bailing the out the banks. Yep. This story came out right coinciding with the Bank of America bailout. Mm-hmm. And this guy... Throws an ad on Craigslist. He says he's got a job in this is uh, in Monroe, Washington, right? Yeah. He's looking for fifteen to twenty workers. Everybody's out of work at this. Throws it on Craigslist. It's a city cleanup contracted project. Everybody's going to get twenty eight dollars fifty cents an hour. Hey, at this, that time, in this economy, in that economy, sign me up. The laborers are told to wear jeans, a blue shirt, work shoes, a yellow safety vest. Safety goggles and a painter's mask. The ad tells them to meet in the Bank of America parking lot on a certain day at a certain time. Mm. At the exact same time, a guy wearing the exact same outfit, go, he's pretending to work the grounds around the bank. He goes up to the guy coming out of a Brinks armored car, pepper sprays him in the face. The guy's pushing a dolly full of money. The guy goes to hold his face because now he's been pepper sprayed in the ah! The guy grabs the money, right? He runs for the woods and heads down towards the creek where he's got a pulley system to carry his inner tube and bags of cash and himself. Down the river. Yeah, down the river. 
Meanwhile, there's a you know an orchestra of there's like thirty guys matching the description. Thirty guys in the parking lot when the cops huh? show up wearing the same exact shit that he was wearing. Brilliant. This guy was not caught for a long time, and I was so in love with this news story. Right. So in love with it, right? Because it's just it's very inside man. Yes. That's the first thing I thought of when I heard about this. Yes. It's like, you know. Hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. Everybody matches the description Mm -hmm. of the robbers. Right. This guy. I mean, it's just, it was also at this time where you hated the banks. Yeah. So do you feel sorry that the guy made off with some money? It's all federally insured. Yeah. And same thing during the Great Depression. Everybody was in love with John Dillinger. They were like, go get him. Mm -hmm. Uh, With the Wild West days. Mm -hmm. Jesse James. Where are you going, Jesse? Oh, I'm going up to rob the bank. Give him hell. Mm-hmm. All that shit. This is the same thing, but it's in 08 where everybody, you know, is that just doesn't exist anymore. But everybody's just like, fuck them. Yeah. They stole our money and now we're taking it back. Yeah. Right. This guy gets caught. You mean the inner tube system didn't work? <laughs> he gets caught, but he gets caught in like the most fucking stupid way ever. Okay. Where you're just like, what? Why? Huh? This guy's name is Michael Curcio, right? Michael Curcio. He is the captain of the football team in the town, in Monroe, Washington, right? What, uh, call, what the In high school. His hometown? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he robs it in his hometown. And he's, yeah. And he's the captain at that time? He, no, 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 no. Oh, he was. growing up. He grows up. The captain of basketball and, and football. Two-sport athlete. Right? <laughs> Varsity Letterman. Then he gets uh, a scholarship to go play football for his dad's alma mater, which is the University of Idaho. Mm. Tears a ligament, gets on Vicodin. Ah, uh, so hooked. we can hate the banks and Big Pharma. He gets hooked. He gets hooked on Vicodin. He's addicted like a motherfucker. Okay, it's dope. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, no, you know, no more Vicodin. Blah blah blah. He so he fucking kicks the shit out of a coffee table to hurt himself, so he gets more Vicodin, Vicodin prescribed. Cool. So he's just hooked on this shit, right? That's an athlete mentality. He gets to rehab. Um, he gets clean. He starts a um, gaming table company, right? He's selling like uh, poker tables and shit like that, right? Okay. Yeah, this is it's called Tony's Gaming. It's just his thing. He's it's not it's not gambling. Whatever. It's just he's selling tables, say, like you know, supplies for for gambling, right? All right. And he doesn't have the proper licenses, so he gets shut down. You have right? to have licenses to make tables? You sure do. That shit is regulated as fuck, right? Oh, because, okay, I see what you're saying. But here's the deal. So he relapses after that comes down, and he starts forging prescriptions, right? But then he also finds out that it was a local casino owner who was like, get rid of this guy. And was telling the authorities, like, this shit's illegal. They were, he was like twigging them to this, to, to uh-huh. fucking... Um, He's dropping the dime on old Curcio here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Curcio. I, yeah. Tony's gaming. It's yeah. not Michael Curcio. It's Anthony Curcio. So the, the fucking, the guy also, the casino owner goes around, he debriefs all the other lawyers, because that's the thing, you know, if if you yeah. have a consultation with a lawyer. You are no longer, you can't work for the other guy. Aaron can't sue me, because Aaron's trying to sue me, but I've already talked to the, a prospective lawyer. Even just a consultation. 
That's it. They showed that in The Sopranos when they're getting divorced. Yeah, I've heard this in other divorce cases. Yeah, where, uh, this in, you in go water. around to the best lawyers, you get a consultation, and then they can't work for you. They can't do it. Or they can't work for. Let's say John goes around talking to a bunch of lawyers. None right. of those lawyers. I, I cannot hire any of those lawyers now. Yeah. So that's that's what this casino owner does. Fuck. So he can't get a good lawyer to face him, you know, or to to represent himself. So Curcio retaliates with a whole bunch of his homies because he's a popular guy. You know what I mean? Fuck Captain Fumble. And he breaks into the casino owner's businesses and steals like a ton of computers and files and shit. Right? Ooh, knowledge, power. Meanwhile, he's graduating college, and he's getting married. He has two daughters, and he starts a real estate company. This right? guy's a real go-getter. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's still secretly mad addicted to drugs, right? And he starts doing, like, scams, big money theft. He starts loan sharking stuff. He starts counterfeiting sports memorabilia, mm-hmm. right? He's got what was estimated later to be a 15 grand a month drug habit that now includes Coke and Benzos. Oh, my God. 15, I mean... 15 grand a month. That is so much... With kids, Aaron. With two kids. I mean, prescription drugs, if they're generic, are pretty cheap. You you can get a month... You can get, like, let's say, 30 Vicodin. Yeah. You can get that for, like, seven bucks. Yeah. You know, if it's generic. And then, you know, some of the other stuff, just doing some druggy math here, is around the same price, but... So to do $15,000 a month. It's just insane. Yeah. And this is 2008 we're talking about. Oh. (laughs) Well, now my math's all off. So for three months, he watches the Brinks armored car go to the Bank of America in his hometown. Scoping it out. Right. And he's noting how much he thinks they're bringing in. Uh, He's looking at the truck's blind spots. He's looking at the bank's security cameras for three fucking months. That's a good amount of time to do that. He's not rushing it. He's he's guesstimating police response times to different crimes in his town. And that's when he comes up with the thing about the river. Like, oh, I'll use the river as the escape Mm -hmm. thing, right? And And first he tries it out with a jet ski. And he's like, oh, no, it's too 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 dry for that, right? (laughs) You know, I could fucking wipe out. Yeah. (laughs) So he's trying all this different shit for three months. So he creates this whole cable pulley system to lift him, you know, down with a whole, like like an inner tube and a whole bunch of shit, you know. So into the river, into the river, and also down the river too. But it's all created by him. And then he gets to like across the highway where he where he feels it's safe. He gets out. He's got a getaway vehicle across the highway, but in a way that you can only get to it from going down the creek via inner tube. Yeah, right. <laughs> And he's got a getaway vehicle there. And all of his shit that he's wearing that he told all of those other guys on Craigslist, he's his is all attached by Velcro and just pulls right off when he oh, gets out. Yes. <laughs> That's so dope. He learned that on sport, the tearaway. Yeah. The tearaway warm-ups. Yeah. See, he takes kids. off takes off a wig, rips off the Velcro outfit. That's it, right? And he gets away. Uh and then you just listen to jock jams the whole way down the river. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they have no idea who fucking did this shit, right? And some fucking homeless guy, oh, some guy sleeping at the teak, saw him casing the bank in the months before and like hiding a wig and shit like that and notified the cops. After the after the robbery, some homeless guy comes out of the fucking literal woodwork. <laughs> some guy from the creek 
pops up. I was like, I saw a guy one time. He had a wig. And I was like, what's that fellow up to? The motherfucker took down his license plate. The homeless guy. Was there a reward? No. No. <laughs> Just some nosy homeless fucker. Son of a bitch. Ain't that a bitch? Freaks at the creek, dude. So, like I said, he had a bit of a crew. And he had split up the money amongst them. Why? I think uh, just for reasons of... Uh, hush. Hush and and also just... Spread the wealth, dude. Team mentality. Yeah, just get away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's a little in it for you. Here's, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So one of those guys folds. About, uh, sorry, uh, how much did he get away with? 400 grand. Holy shit. 400 grand. Nice. So yeah, this guy comes like forward with like 220 of it. Mm-hmm. And he starts cooperating. One of his homies. His, One of his homies. His linebacker or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, seriously. So, probably some guy from the football team. Yeah. And they really have, they wait, they, they start watching him, right? And they wait for him to like throw away a water bottle. And they match his DNA to the DNA on the fucking, like the mask he threw away from the Velcro. Right? So they they stake out Tony. Yeah, and they, they stick take out Tony. They, get, they take his water bottle. They take his water bottle. And they get his mask. And they're like, this is from that mask from that robbery. But it, that is still not great enough evidence, right? Right. But they, in the so, but the, then once they have his friend flip on him, then they're like, okay. Right, right? right. So basically they recover all the money from like four different people, mm-hmm. right? It was really like, it was definitely a collaborative thing, but definitely all Tony's deal. Mm-hmm. And he goes to prison for, I think he's sentenced to 72 months. You know what? Not bad. And yeah, while he's in there, he meets George Young. From Blow. From Blow. And George Young that's tells the, him- John, That's the Johnny Depp character in the yeah. motion picture Blow. Yeah. And George Young tells him to write a book. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And he does. Right? Okay. <laughs> so he writes a book from prison. Meanwhile, while he's also in prison, he's friends with a couple of not-so-cool characters. Yeah. And they assault a guy, and they know that Tony's not really involved with it, but they know that he knows some stuff, and they send him to, him to like, fucking months in solitary confinement. And he's beaten and, like, just stripped naked, and there's cockroaches crawling all over him. What? Like, yeah, yeah, he's treated, like... Especially for, like, what you would consider... I mean, you would consider the prison atmosphere to be an abusive place. But with high-profile prisoners, you would think that they would think twice about it. Right. No, not at all. They torture this guy, basically. The guards. Yeah. In but solitary it, confinement, which is torture in unto and of itself. It, in yeah. itself. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, he, he eventually gets out, and um, and now he just he works for like uh, like anti-dope awareness stuff. Because that was like the whole thing that right. got him into this shit. Vicodin. Yeah. Oh shit! Isn't that fucking nuts? That is nuts. You know, uh, you know who spent some time in prison with and convinced him to write a book. Uh, and I'm speaking about um, Jordan Belfort yes. from Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it was Tommy Chong. No shit. When Tommy Chong was doing time for basically selling bongs on the internet, he's be- he's made an example of. And I yeah. think he- I think he was actually taking the heat for his son. Really? Yeah. So he does a time, and uh, he was like, hey, man, you have a crazy fucking story. You should write a book about it. Writes it, and it's made into this fucking gigantic. Wait, it was Tommy Chong's idea to write Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, he was like, hey, man, you should write you should write a book about your life. Yeah. Tommy Chong, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy story, man. <laughs> you should write a book. Damn. Yeah. 
That is so wild. It is wild. The weird, the weird people that cross paths in prison, man. <sighs> Holy shit! Like, I mean, Panzram and the Birdman of Alcatraz. Oh, that's right. Crossing paths. This fucking guy and the guy from Blow. Huh? Like, why is he up there? Yeah, I mean, from the Medellin cartel to yeah. what Washington bank robber, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the the stories they must have. I mean, and also like two totally different lives. You know, like this guy was a star athlete who ended up in. Right. Well, of course, George Young is probably going to say after Blow comes out, he's probably going to tell anybody that listens write a book. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this like, was after Blow came of out. Of course, it was. Yeah. And when does didn't he get out of jail like recently, like last year? George Young. Yeah. I don't know. Because I, I remember at the end of Blow, they talk about when he's supposed to get out. Oh, here I, I hear. I Matt. hear. I hear Matt I hear, typing I, away on those keyboards. I hear the furious keys. He's of probably the just internet. looking up human Z porn. <laughs> Released from prison June 2nd, 2014. Dude! Wow. Total recall. And I think he violated parole. Is that right? Already? (laughs) It doesn't say. I think he did. Oh, really? I think he did, yeah. All those guys, man. Like, fucking the dude from Goodfellas. He he gets in witness protection. He starts running drugs out of the Southwest. Henry Hill? Yeah, Henry Hill was running drugs, like, immediately. Oh, well, I mean, the best place to commit crime is in the system. If you want to be a criminal, become a judge or a fucking senator in Alabama or... Or get in the witness protection program. Get in the witness protection program. Yeah. But also, I mean, if you're getting back involved with illegal drugs, isn't it a lot easier for the mafia to find you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Not the smartest. No. Hey, man, we got to get on this bank robbery shit and, like, orchestrate some cool thriller dance flash mobs. You know, learn the moves, stake them out. I, I, I just, I'm so in love with that robbery. I just love. And it's, I mean, like, how did he know that, like, enough people were going to show up? Do you test that out in other locations Nobody first? had jobs. You you know nobody has jobs because you don't have a job because you need the money. Right, but, like, for, was that his first ad? Or did he do it, like, in somewhere else? Twenty eight fifty an hour, who's not going to show up? You say twenty eight fifty an hour and wear this outfit. The end. Yeah, people are showing up. That's true. Can I get one of these? Can I get one of these? Can I get a mask? Can I get goggles? Sure. The end. It's a city contract job. Damn. This this fucking parking lot was probably littered. Yeah. With motherfuckers. <laughs> it looked like a casting call. You know what I mean? And then the cops showing up like Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're everywhere. What the fuck? I love it. What a great story. I, love I mean, it. other than the fact that he was addicted to drugs and went to jail and endured torture, but the whole yeah, plan, the plan I mean, was yeah. great. He was, I mean, he saw suicides happen oh. in solitary. Yeah, man, that's a trick. Like, and his book is called Heist and High. Oh. High, of course, relating to his drug addiction. But, I mean, you know, it was just like, I mean, also, that's part of the thing is, like, you can really underestimate how much people can do, destro- like, destroyed on drugs. Like, Helplessly enthralled in addiction. They'll do a friend of shit. a friend of mine. I'm not gonna say his name, of course. Completely helplessly addicted to opiates. Got his master's degree. Got two bachelor's degrees. Oh, nobody suspects he's fucked. He was fucking just. I mean, completely helplessly. Really? Yes. But it didn't impair his study life. So. Well, no. I mean, like that's the thing. Is like, like I mean, this guy. This guy secretly had a massive addiction to Benzo's Coke and Vicodin and had two kids, a wife, a real estate company, and was planning a massive fucking robbery. Well, then was he really that addicted? 
Like oh, the yeah. definition of addiction. <laughs> I love you. I, I love you at, letting drugs off the hook. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> it's not. <sighs> no, it, I get it. You know I what get I'm saying? It. Like, and I get. The, I think the definition. I'm gonna butcher it, but I think the, the definition of addiction is that when your use or your 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 need of the drug impairs your social life or your work life sure. or your if health. If you can't plan a robbery. Yeah, then you got to work. <laughs> I mean, this guy's, you know, a self-starter. He's running, I mean, he's got a whole family. He's keeping in the dark, which is a job in and of itself. It sure is. He's staking out. I mean, he's planning like, you know, real tactical moves here and, and, and you know, finishing college. I mean, what, what, I don't see what's wrong here. I'm sorry. I just think no, right. no, no. You're you're totally right. Um, Other I, than you know, I mean, also the thing is that's crazy is that this guy for all, I mean, I feel like he, I feel like he very much, you know, karmically was punished by for whatever he did. Yeah, and he did get out and really start doing the right thing. Like he went back to his wife and daughters. Uh-huh. I mean, he he wrote this book and he started wor- working with kids about drug abuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he also, you know, pulled off one of the coolest robberies ever. We're talking about him. Yeah. So. $15,000 a month. Yeah. Anthony Curcio. Oof. Man, that's. Uh... I got to. Can I just tell you? Uh, this is really fucking out there. Hell yeah. I For love, the listenership. I, love uh, I there, apologize. Um, I am really fascinated with this one thing. I just want to get into it real quick. It's a very short little guy. Uh-huh. There's this crazy case that I got into from the Reader's Digest Mysteries of the Unexplained Book, which is like written like in the 70s or something. Right, right. It's got one of those covers. Yeah, one of my dipshit friends stole it from a so, library. No, some customer's house. He was like doing a like a, a screening closure on. Oh my god! And I love this book. And then I found out he stole it. I was like, you dickhead. Anyway, I got a copy for myself years later, and it gets into the more miscellaneous kind of stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't spend time just on like aliens and Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there's this one old famous myth about a guy named Gil Perez. Uh-huh. His name's Gil, of course. Mm. This is so old it can't ever be verified. Okay. It's in 1593, October 24th. They named people Gil? They sure did. Perez? Gil Perez. Nice. And he's uh he's in the Philippines, like in Manila. Got it. Spanish colonial time. Yeah, yeah. And he's guarding the governor's palace. Right, the night before, the governor Gomez Perez das Marinas was assassinated by Chinese pirates. Gomez Perez yeah. assassinated by Chinese pirates in his sleep. But the guards are still guarding the palace. Right. Okay. The day after, and they're awaiting the appointment of a new governor. And the soldier Gil Perez, he starts to feel dizzy and just fatigued. Uh oh. And he leans against a wall at the palace. And he rested for a minute with his eyes closed, allegedly. Uh-huh. And he opens his eyes a few seconds later, and he finds himself in Mexico City. Okay. And this is, of course, Spanish colonial. Sure, sure. Mexico City. Some guards find him there in the voice royalty of Mexico. They find him in this fucked up uniform, and they're like, what the fuck is this? Who are you? And he's like, I, I, I'm, I, I am Gil Perez. <laughs> Right, uh, I was at the palace in Manila yesterday, today, yeah. and the governor was assassinated, and I don't know what's going on. And so they throw him in jail, <laughs> right? <laughs> because that's what you do. This guy's not supposed to be here. Yeah, he's, oh, he's also got like a very funny uniform on. Like, right, we're half a world away. Right, right, and 
they 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 don't know what's going on, right? So they they think he's involved with the devil, of course, because it's also, he, because of his clothes. R- well, also it's it's just like who the fuck are you? What are you doing here? And it seems very alien for the time. Okay, and you know, word travels not at an internet pace, right? And, and at this time, and that the trip from Manila to Mexico City is a long trip. It sure is. It sure is. Do you know how long it takes for somebody to come and say that this guy is right, that the governor of Manila was killed? A long time. That's that's one. My my first point was, how long was he asleep for in he, that? He said a few seconds. But the, the trip takes two months. Yeah. Two months before word comes from Spanish colonial. Yeah. You know, word of mouth. Uh-huh. And do the dates line up that? Yeah. So he he was there it, one second and then another second. Yeah. He's okay. he's so that's the... he's instantly there. Right. Got it. Keep in mind when he falls asleep, the the governor's already been assassinated. Right. But it's 2 months before Spanish colonial word of mouth mm-hmm. gets to Mexico City city saying the governor of Manila has been assassinated by Chinese pirates, yeah. which we've got to find out more about. What yeah. were those guys up to? Hello. Right? Jesus. And then they like just they're like, oh, I'm sorry, and they let him go. And then he gets back to the Philippines. And the thing is, like I said, this is an entirely unverifiable, unverifiable thing. But it just sticks out to me as it doesn't make any sense that it would be said as a lie to begin with. Right. There's really nothing gained. Um, the only way I could figure that it would be a falsehood is if maybe just it was based on somebody having a premonition. But it definitely started with something real. You know what I mean? Right, right. Who it's, knows after it, 400, 500 years of telephone. It's too miscellaneous yeah. for somebody to be like, this guy showed up saying the governor of Manila was dead and he's from the Philippines out of nowhere. And so there's been a lot of speculation that it's been like time travel, right. alien abduction, just all different kinds of shit. And it's just, to me, like one of the most curious little old cases of yeah of what is, I mean, uh, I mean time travel. Yeah. Or of teleportation, or something fell in a black hole, or Ch- yeah, Chinese pirates, or yeah, dude, they- you don't know what kind of weird Chinese shit these Chinese pirates are doing. I know, I know. <laughs> what the fuck are these guys up to? This kind of makes me think of, and I don't know how related it is, but I thought you were kind of going with this in this direction. Like there were there were kind of rumors or myths or legends about. I think this was kind of um, Middle Ages Arab world where the what would become the assassins, even though there's some like dubious facts about that whole thing, they were they would get their recruits, their young men male recruits, and they would drug them, and they would haul them off into like these pleasure gardens and wake them up there. And there's like naked broads getting it on with each other. They're all high on weed, and they're eating grapes and chocolate covered figs and stuff. And they're oh, like, yeah. "This is what awaits you." Right. And then they would drug them again. Wow. And then they'd take them back to exactly where they got them, and they would be like, so, are you ready to die for your cause? Wow. And so, that, it kind of what you were saying kind of made me think of that. Like, maybe somebody drugged this guy, and he was really out for a couple of months. They put him on, I mean, just as a practical joke. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a trip. I mean, the whole, the idea of being awake one second, and then not, and everything in your life being completely changed is yeah. very scary and more possible than you think. And it's also just the fear on the Mexican side, too. 
Yeah. Because they are obviously in a whole different world mm-hmm. and like they're looking at his clothes and they're like, who the fuck are you, man? Yeah. You know? How did you get here? And then obviously put him in jail. What else do you, what else do you do with people who dress funny? You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you're some kind of heretic. Yeah. Something is not good with the Lord. Yeah. You speak a different kind of Spanish. Right. Probably. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and that this guy was even affiliated with the authorities is the only reason he would ever get out right. or not be assassinated. Yeah. Is he's like part of Spanish colonial rule. Yeah, they were himself. like, what's your name? And he's like, Gil. And they're like, lock him up. <laughs> <laughs> there's no Gills here, sir. Yeah. Wow. Never. I got to look that one up. I've never heard that one. I've heard some other like cool, you know, bullshit time travel stories. Yeah. But uh, I'll have to look that one up. That was very eccentric. Yeah, it's just, it's just so... Like the miscellany to me is really what makes it stand out because, like Chinese I said, there's, pirates, yeah. there's just nothing gained by right anybody lying about it. But like a whole bunch of people were like, "Yeah, this is true," and and people like got off the boat two months later and were like, "Oh, hey, I, I know that guy. Where'd you go?" Yeah, shit, not fucking wild. It is wild. Yeah, that's a good one. Hey. Look at you. Look at me go. Guys, I uh I want to say uh next episode is our 10th episode. Oh my god. That just like that, huh? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Well, I you know, I'm having a great time. Are you? I'm having a I'm having a good old time with these profs. I like the profs. I'm a profile boy. I'm a profile guy. Hey. Uh you know, John, I was wondering if you have any recommendations for <laughs> premium headphones? Oh, do I? Huh. I like a company called Studio, as in the song Su Su Studio. S U D I O. Yeah. Sweden, <gasps> as in the country. StudioSweden.com. Okay. Enter promo code Profiles15. For what? For 15% off Whoa. a set of wireless. No. Comfortable. Go on. Deliciously sounding. Mm. headphones i love all those things yes it is incredible they're an incredible product if you do please let us know that you're getting studio sweden headphones yeah open it you know open it on instagram and yeah take a picture and tag us and studio and phil collins yes and unpopular opinion network thanks be to them Mm -hmm. all praise uh if we don't talk to you guys sooner than the holidays we love you yeah from profiles and eccentricity we're gonna try to we'll try and maintain maybe a social media presence if we're not releasing episodes yes we will um Next episode, I'm going to drop a real banger. Oof. One of the profiles that made me want to do the podcast in the first place. Yeah, I've been waiting for this one. I've been waiting for this one for 10 episodes. Yeah. It's a real doozy. I'm very, very excited about it. Oof. And uh, we have a lot more on deck. Um, We've got a big 2018 planned. Very. Uh, Listeners have been responding very favorably, favorably to our first woman profiled Cassie Chadwick. Yes. And uh, we do just want to tell you guys that we will have more women on the program. Yeah, more, definitely some more, uh, you know, diversity in the, yes, uh, in the podcast. But, you know, debauchery, eccentricity, and mayhem has, you know. Straight white male it, written all over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of our thing. It's kind of yeah. our thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's about it for us for this time. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, Matt, uh, thank you for being part of the program. Sure, 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 guys. And I want to say if you like that Humanzy story, there's a really great H.P. Lovecraft short story oh, called Facts Concerning the Late Arthur German and His Family. 
and it involves that subject. No shit. Oh. It's pretty fun horror story. Really? Yeah. I love me some Lovecraft. Uh, Matt, I would love to see you do a profile on the program. All right. I want you to get that brain cooking and Ooh. think about something you'd like to do. Yeah. Aaron, I know you got more profiles coming yourself. Yeah, I think I'm going to do one uh, that is going to piggyback off of the Jack Parsons episode. That's fantastic. Yeah, so another one, a, a long form, in-depth, uh, depending on how deep, uh, maybe a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, stay tuned for that. Um, and you know, just keep interacting with us on, on social media and sharing the podcast. It's getting some traction. That helps us. It helps you. Yes. Um, keep getting some quality, quality content. And... Yes. Uh, please check out uh, Matt's other podcast, too, Bleak and Review. Oh, it hell is, uh, yeah. Um, not on the Unpopular Opinion Network. Uh, please check out Wendy and Caitlin's Oldest Profession podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just profiling people in the sex industry. Oh, I love that. Who's Wendy Wendy and Starling. Kay- oh, yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 and uh, I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanted to tell her about our last episode because yeah. Cassie Chadwick was involved. In a brothel, briefly, mm-hmm. before she found a better way to make a lot of money. Well, she had expensive taste. She sure did. Uh, but yeah, um, that's about it. I want to give a shout out to my friend Allison Molnar for always listening to the program. I love her. Hell yeah. Shout out to super fan Zach Maltzman. Hell yeah. Who was a big fan of the Freaks at the Teak. Yeah. Um, and uh, shout out to Katie for thinking that we both jerked off in the theater. Katie Merriam. Hell yeah. Love her. Uh, Still might do it. (laughs) Life ain't over yet. You know what I mean? This tale remains unwritten. Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night.